Welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, a weekly dive into ways in which we can live a calmer, more creative and empowered life on our own terms, full of vibrancy and entirely unapologetic. I'm Kate Taylor, Life Design and Empowerment Coach, and I'm on a mission to help you live a big, bold and beautiful life through my blended melting pot of goodness I call Practical Magic. Welcome, 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 a lovely Practical Magic listeners. I have got a guest on the show who I am so honoured to have here. It's the wonderful Jade Sullivan. So Jade and I used to work together, God, back in the day of advertising agency world. Jade is a digital creator, mother of twins and one. She's a wife, a black activist and writer. She's a partner in an events company and a creative entrepreneur. And the reason that Jade is here is because she wrote last week the most powerful post I've seen and it was posted up on the Motherpucker website and it was really calling out the silence of white people in the wake of everything that we've been experiencing in the wake of George Floyd's murder and I really am so honoured to have you on the show Jade. I wondered if you could just give us an introduction to yourself and why you were prompted and felt the call to arms to write this incredible post. Well thank you. Um, I'm honoured to be on your um, podcast. Um, yeah, we used to enjoy doing heart-shaped hands at each other across the desk when we used to work <laughs> the big brands. So thank you for having me. Um, so since kind of being a uh, lockdown mother, <laughs> um, but also as a mother who, once I had twins, I've still been very interested in advertising and the way social media has kind of um, taken over advertising in a lot of ways in that it's made mum influencers very powerful. Um, Seen the rise of Kim Kardashian to what, 174 million kind of followers. And I've just, I've been very, um, I've always been very observant. So that's what I've always been doing. And I'm very interested in how people are using their platforms. so a bit of background with the Mother Pucker article was past the mic. And originally I had contacted her because I was very concerned at the beginning of COVID that um, the statistic that black and BAME and black people were four times more likely to get COVID. And I just wasn't seeing that on the news. I wasn't seeing that. Boris Johnson was talking about it and I just wanted to kind of share my voice to kind of get this message out there because I I felt scared for my family and friends and especially as um, you know we're all the workers so you know when we go to Tesco's you know who delivers our post who are the security guards in Tesco's who are the shop workers if you look at them all they're all brown so I was very concerned about that and I'd even gone to um, a uh, under like a a grassroots group called the Abilion Initiative and Billet Initiative which I'll give you the links to um, and listened to the head of Public Health England who was a kind of Black Caribbean guy and he was talking about so that was where I originally came and then George Floyd um, rest in peace rest in power um, story kind of blew up and so I amended my um, submission to the competition. Um, but I was just watching for days, 
for days and days and days. And I'd, I, I've watched these women and I love all these women, like of all different colours. I call them my kings and my queens. And I enjoy, you know, seeing their husband's bum and knowing when their period is and, you know, they're going through the menopause and, you know, the kids, you know, not behaving and all of this stuff. And they've been on, you know, women's marches and fought for um, gay rights and women's rights and flexible working. But when this thing happened, it was like only black people were talking about it. So I just, I just thought that was really quite strange. And I even went on Kim Kardashian's um, stories and I saw she posted one thing about George Floyd and then moved on to kind of promoting skims, which is her, you know, luxury... Have we not got enough clothes? Have you not made enough money? And I was just like, I don't think anybody's taking this very seriously. Um, now I understand obviously, like my, just to give you a bit of background about me, I'm of mixed heritage. My mum's blonde hair, blue eyes looks like you, but my dad's Jamaican, but they, my, both my parents taught me a lot about, um, black activism in the 60s and 70s and you know culture and history but I was just a bit disgusted to be honest that all of these women that I really actually quite respect because they're do women doing it for themselves had nothing to say not even even Kim Kardashian with a huge platform she's got black children she didn't you know, you've, you've got a platform, use it. What is this? We've effectively all got our own TV shows. So, and in my view, you know, the world is kind of, you know, it all gets a little bit fake. Um, and in my view, these platforms should be used for social change and, you know, coming together of human beings. And, you know, you know people are showing things on there to show empathy and changing things but they're also making a lot of money now you know some of them are making like 100 grand a year but it's like they didn't want to dirty their square with the black lives matter do you know what i mean like and then a few days later what really really prompted me is um my friend dean i don't know if you've been you, have you been in your whatsapp groups kind of sharing memes yes through covid just to get you through it A absolutely some My, some corkers yeah exactly so an old friend of mine who actually a uh, black guy with dreads um dean and my twins are calling him dean the meme because every time i get a meme i kind of laugh but we are also you know he's a, a black guy and we work together in the music industry and you know he's we've been sharing kind of stories and he sent me the night before i wrote this um poem um, he sent me The Angry Black Woman. Now this was by a very famous high profile um, marketing lady in America, which I'll get the links to. And she was going on ad week to make a speech. And she said 20 minutes before I was supposed to go on ad week, this George Floyd happened and I totally changed what I was gonna say. But Kate, if I tell you, I read, I listened to her speak to a white lady, like we're kind of having an interview now. And she owns this phrase, the angry black woman. And 
I can't tell you how powerful, you know, like owning your truth and owning yourself and, you know, being true to yourself. But this phrase, the angry black woman, now I thought about it and I'm thinking, so why, you know, digging down in my soul and, you know, in my chakras and in my womb, why is this, why is this making me cry? Why is this kind of bringing such raw emotion to me? And I thought, it's because it's a stereotype that I have had to fight against. Now I thought, is it since my working life? And then I was like, no, it's my whole life. <laughs> as women, as black women, now I'm obviously mixed, but I would say I'm black first because that's how the way the world sees me. And I have encountered racism um, in all aspects of my life. But the angry black woman title has always been something that you kind of shy against. You don't want to be that, you know, you're the loud black girl in the office. You're the angry black woman. You're too pro-black, you know, speaking. So like I was explaining to my husband last night, I have been studying these things since I was in my, all my life, my first kind of, one of my childhood memories is studying um, Nelson Mandela, apartheid and Steve Biko with my dad with a map of Africa on the front when I was about eight or nine. But then, and then when I did my BA um, in design management and then my master's in enterprise management and creative arts, I also studied black culture. So this is all very in vogue now. Okay. So, but I've been studying this for a long, 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 long time. And this permeates every part of society. And what I was very hurt by is that people weren't kind of getting it. Now, usually I think in like normal situation, like me, like the rest of the world, okay, something happens in America, it's a hashtag, you know, another person shot, another person killed by police, okay, been happening for years. But now we've got this time as human beings to kind of slow down and we know what's most important, which is family, love, food and shelter. And that we are all actually human beings. And that this, this virus could wipe any of us out like it has done my friends or, you know, made people very ill. It's a time to stop and think as humans. So I think the most important thing about my writing was race is a social construct made up by white men to put black people in boxes. There is one race, the human race. And this rat race, this pandemic, this pantomime that we're actually living, stop. <laughs> Everybody just stop. We just need to please. But the thing with this kind of racism and institutionalized racism that permeates every part of society, do you know black women are four times more likely to die in childbirth due to racism? Why is that not on the front page of the news? If white people were four times 
or funnily enough, the statistic went down to two times when everybody started marching. <sighs> God knows anymore. They might as well go on the TV and say, God knows. But wouldn't that be front page news? If white women were four times more likely to die in childbirth due to the melanin in their skin, which makes doctors and nurses be racist against them because they think we can take pain more. Like I was left to birth my premature twins left in a room for 24 hours on my own. Yeah, it's just very, um, it's very eye-opening. And what's even more eye-opening is then, okay, so then we write this article and then it's all in vogue and, you know, Vogue said it, so we're all on it. And then we're all going to post a black square because it was um, the, the black square day where it was a chance to, for the music industry to sit back. And then everybody started posting it. But why didn't you post it before? It's like, are we all sheep? Are we all that silly? And then I've got, you know, lovely women who I don't know, who read my article, were so touched by it, they were posting it on their page for their hundreds of thousands of followers. And even Giovanni Fletcher with 1.5 million followers and as an author, she's posting it, this is a good read. But I'm like, have you guys never thought of this before? Like, am I living in some parallel universe? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's all, it's all, it is all very big brother and it's kind of like a social experiment. But I think it's like everything that we know right now is kind of an awakening. The same name as your festival. And we are going back to the earth and we are, you know, more in tune with the universe and our chakras. But this platform of social media surely should be an awakening to open our third eye. And I think two days ago, I think WikiLeaks was all with everything was leaked on the internet. And so come on, let's just break it all down. You know, there are no boxes. You know, we're all human. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, yellow, purple, gay, straight, you like dressing up, whatever. <laughs> Let's just start again. And then it's like, even this morning, I, um, I emailed the church, because I emailed the church in my um, school, the uh, article that I wrote. And then, you know, on the day of where all of the statues were getting pulled down in Bristol and we were doing the Oak Academy learning system which is an online learning system for the kids and it was okay we're going to learn about Normans, Romans and Vikings. I said no kids we're not, we're going to learn about Egyptians, Nubians and the Kingdom of Kush because our slavery, our, our history, black history is not one month of the year, it didn't start with slavery, we are all from Africa the original woman was called Lucy, apparently, or whether they named her that, but that's the first woman. <laughs> so let's just cut the crap, start again, and I've emailed them today, Jane Elliott's Map of the World. So what are we teaching our children when the map of the world is incorrect? I think we just need to 
scrap it and start again. Do you know what I mean? If aliens are looking down at us, no wonder they don't want to come down because they're just like, you lot are crazy. But what is this? What does this do? I know this is uncomfortable for white people, okay? And I did entitle it Dear White People. And even my teacher who's took me through uni and all of this, she was like, oh, Jade, I'm very offended. And I, you know, work with children in Africa. And I know that, Liz, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to everyone. It's not personal. But if you feel uncomfortable for all of what? Five, six minutes with these uncomfortable conversations that we need to have. For five minutes, you feel uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable when my best friend, when she was 13 and I, well, we were 11 and I'd gone around her house and stayed at her house and her mum and dad said, no, you can't be Jay's friend anymore because they thought she might go out of black boys. Or when I was eight years old or nine years old and I went to a swimming pool in Norfolk and I got called a nigger. Or when I've been outed from work and had to go to tribunals because I'm the loud, angry black woman. Or if I nearly die in childbirth, or if my husband has to cross, a woman crosses the street when he's just walking down the road, which is even a little bit more with Corona, because if we're twice now, not four times, twice, um, to get it, so then does that give you an excuse to walk across the road from me again? But these are all very subtle. I think in America, it's very overt and everything's very segregated. Whereas in England, we've also, we've not only got the class system to deal with and juggle and flirt around and we've also got the class system. So we've got race and class. So as a black woman, so at least I've got my hair I can flick. Do you know what I mean? I can use my womanly charms. I'm exotic, I'm this, I'm that, as well as angry, but hey, men, some men like that. But what about my husband? What about my son? What does that mean for my daughters? Or, you know, when's the Queen gonna speak on this? Because isn't she in charge of the Commonwealth? Shouldn't we have these conversations before our children you know, the map of the world needs to change. The, should we have these conversations? Should, you know, I, I'm very, I'm trying to push like white mothers to have the conversations with their white husbands because, you know, white middle-class men are 90% of the media. Um, so that dictates the, the narrative of what we see and we hear. But if, we're not having these conversations at home with our children and our husbands. So me and my husband spoke the other day and I posed a question was if, how does it feel as a mother, as a, as a mother to look at your five or 10 year old blonde hair, blue eyed little girl or boy. And in 10, 15 years time, they, grow up, fall in love, and bring the darkest, blackest woman or man home. How, how does your gut feel about that? And, you know, I don't need you to tell me. It's just, let's have these uncomfortable conversations. Let's just get it out in the open. So why do you feel like that? And this is a system that is so 
ingrained in us that most of us don't even know that we're doing it or that we're living it or that we're partaking in it. And because of the economic um, system and the way that allows us to, uh, as white people have more power, so money is power, then unless as black people we have the same opportunities, the same economic power, because if you think about it, say Jewish, Chinese, Asian people, Indian people, they all have an eco economic power. You can recognize that and see that in the world. Where's the black economic power? You know, we've got a Jay-Z and Beyonce and a couple of stars, but that doesn't represent the wealth. Where's the history being taught about all of the great stuff that comes out of Africa? Do you know that our phone, the stuff that in our phone comes from Africa and that means that black women and black men are enslaved there? And oh, I've got all the links in my bio which you can forward, but it's just like, it's like a whole system and a whole change of society and a whole way of thinking that we just need to be discussing and changing. And the only way we are gonna change it is by talking and being honest and open. Sorry, I'd let you get a word in now, shall I? Babes, I don't even want to talk. Do you know what I mean? I'm just listening to everything you're saying. There's so many talking points here, but just having your voice here, being really clear and telling us what's going on. Because the thing is, is that, We've all got, like, as white people, we've got to hold our fucking hands up. We've got this really, really wrong. You're right. Nobody's been paying attention because we haven't, you know, from our privilege, we haven't had it. to. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't, exp and I'm, I'm not justifying that no, for it's... one moment. Yeah. And it's this been this melting pot, like you say, the time... It's, this is really interesting, and I've talked about this before on the show, and I've been talking about this a lot about 2020, and the number 22 being a master number, and this is like where the structures fall, right? Mm -hmm. The structures are falling everywhere. And so when the structures fall, like the phoenix, mm -hmm. it's what can be risen from the ashes, and what can be risen is the voices of the black community who have been silenced for so long for so long and yes white people have been haven't known what to say they've been feeling awkward they've been getting that oh hang on a minute because it, they're guilty we're all guilty because we suddenly we're like shit we haven't been paying attention and you're you know all of the things that you shared we've been seeing murders in the street they're being filmed and it's quite for black people i mean the way i feel and i i can empathize and think it's it's a trauma isn't it it's like it so from a black perspective as a black mother and woman when i'm seeing all these things it's not only what happened to george floyd and the other guy that i've just seen on the news yesterday and today it's bringing back all of the trauma. So then we've had Grenfell. We have, I have to remember all the racism that I've experienced. It's all, it's trauma and it's worry. But then even for white people, because my mum is white and I can, I've got, you know, I've always been told to take your shoes off before you put someone else's on, but it's quite traumatic 
even as a, I'm guessing, as a white woman or a white man, it's not your fault. Do you know what I mean? It's not your fault personally that you were born into this systemic racist system. It's not your fault your ancestors pillaged, raped, looted, and it's still going on today. That's not your personal fault. But what it is, is it's your responsibility to humanity to change it. Because black people have been going on about this stuff for years. Even Jane Elliott, the white lady who's shown me, you know, the map. She's been going on since, imagine you've been going on about this since the 60s and 70s. You've been on Oprah. Do you know what I mean? We've had Malcolm X, we've had Martin Luther King, we've had, you know, old Nelson Mandela, we've had, um, you know, all of the greats, Maya Angelou, you know, everybody, Beyonce, we're all talking about it, and it's all cool, and you know, we like to have our music and Michael Jackson and a bit of Diana Ross and the Supremes, do you know, they were all talking about it, but nothing's actually really, really changed. Yes, in London, and you know new york and you know the major cities we are you know a melting pot and we we vibe off that and you know the culture and the music scene is amazing off that you know bring all the boys and the girls to the club but then if you look at the media there's only ever one chosen one you'll have a dark skin one you have a light skin one and then you know too many of you don't want you all in the club do you know what i mean so but it's like it's uncomfortable and it's not your fault, but you're the only ones that can change it because we're not doing this to ourselves. We've been talking about it. We have these conversations around the kitchen table all of the time. Yeah, and it is that. It's, it's the, what you're talking about there is there's the acceptable face of the black community. Yes, we can take the culture from it. Yes, we can take the Jay-Z, the Beyonce, we can take all the music and everything, which has seen us through this time, let's just say as well. Yeah, exactly right. But then there's um, what I think we really, as white people and our duty is to raise the voice against the unacceptable the microaggressions like I've seen so much in the media and I've got it so blaringly obvious to you but as soon as people started protesting oh well that's going to cause covid as soon as statues started coming down oh well people shouldn't be shouldn't be behaving like that because you know if you protested peacefully we might listen to you which is that's racism right there you know I listen to conversations where where my partner's having with certain people within his family and his circle, like, oh, well, if, you know, I'm not racist, but if if people were being doing it a bit better, because I don't agree with this and I don't agree with that, then I might listen. It's like, stop. Yeah, I'm not racist, but. It's the- I'm not racist, but. <laughs> That's the classic. Everything before the but is a bullshit, right? I've got a black mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all of that. It's it's the narrative. It's like, but we won't talk about the people that are beaches or all of those in Primark. Do you know what I mean? But and then there's also the way even the Prime Minister, bless his little socks with his big hair, and talk. Why did he have to use the word victimhood? It's the narrative. It's the it's the language. You went to Oxford, my darling. You know, it's the pantomime. Are you are you actually trying to wind us up? Do you know what I mean? It's just 
it's ignorance it's ignorance and uneducated and i do get that if you don't experience it it's like you know if i'm not in the say yoga world then why would i know about the best yoga mats do you know what i mean i get it but this is humanity this is where you get your clothes from this is where you get your style from. This is where you get your music from. So listen up, people. We're, we're not in the 70s. We're not in the 80s. The technology is here. You want to discuss everything from your period to your menopause to your, your new dog to your... Do you know what I mean? Whatever. But you need to start having these conversations. And you need to man up, pull up, as Rihanna said. Everyone needs to pull up and shout a bit louder. Like, you're happy to go to like Live Aid, are you? And give us your charity. But no, you've got a voice now. You've got your own TV show. Let's pull up and let's really talk about it. Let's talk about educating our children properly, about proper history. Let's, let's support the Black Pounds. I know that's a bit scary, because, you know, one for one day we might not, um, you know, be supporting white business, but hey ho, maybe there could be a support of a black pound just for one day. On the 27th of the 6th, there's a black pound movement started by Swiss So Solid, and that's about supporting black business. Because do you know what? It would be nice for my children to see a black economy. They're eight now. How about we just have equality? Wouldn't that be just real equality? I think it'd be lovely heart shake hands. I think that's so important as um, I'm really noticing about the difference because language is so 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 key here isn't it you know it's when we notice the Daily Mail headlines that become the rhetoric of a racist uh, we're all racist but the more overt racist population they start talking in those in like the hashtag they talk in the catchphrases language is so important it's not about diversity it's about equality because we need to be an equal society and so equality yes that's gonna mean but the, the thing is that i don't get and is that there does it doesn't have to mean if there's more of a black pound or if there's more in black history that there has to be less of anything else well, at so all love and money to go around of course it's abundance right right it's not rocket science and i mean you know like even the whole spiritual movement okay so you've got loads of kind of white middle class white women we're all going to do yoga and we're you know paying hundreds of thousands of pounds to go to retreats and all of that lovely but this is all tribal stuff. We just need going back to the earth, babe. We were doing this stuff in Africa billions of years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like nothing is new in the world. None of this is new. Like there's a brilliant um, thing that I posted today as well, which I'll send to you. But it's like, I think it was like in 1600, 16, maybe before, but it was saying, there were all of these boxes and structures that we have been kind of forced into without even kind of knowing it, born into, effectively, didn't exist before greed. Greed came along. Yeah, it's capitalism, isn't it? And colonialism. Yeah, I'm waiting and for the Queen to speak. Bless okay, right. Well, let's make that happen. I reckon you should get on the blower tour. I'll just walk around the corner so we've got the same... <laughs> yes you have yes you have listen i could 
literally talk to you all day about this there's so much about I think it's so important that we get out of as white people get out of our bubbles because that's what we've been in you know not just the covid bubbles but we've been in bubbles we've been in blindfolds for way too long this is time to take them down this is time to as you say i think this is just so beautiful what you shared about talking to your family sharing about history i mean even history the word his story the whitewashing of history and it's like why are we not learning about all of it all of it Let's start with the map of the world. Start with the map of the world. And then we'll go from there, eh, babe? Yeah, do that. (laughs) Right, Jade for the curriculum. (laughs) Let's make this happen. You've got so many resources and tools, and I really appreciate you taking the time to share those. Um, So I know you're going to send me some links, and I will put them up on the podcast page. Is there anybody... I know you've referenced Nova Read before. Is there anybody that you feel that anybody who's listening to this show would be really good for them to go and get themselves an education on what we're talking about here. Okay, so if you don't listen to anything else, just listen to Jane Elliott. Jane Elliott. Um, brown eyes, blue eyes test that she done in the 60s and 70s. Um, I forget her name, um, but I was, there's, TED, there's a few TED Talks. I love a TED Talk. I want to do a TED Talk. You can do um, a TED Talk. Yeah. So you heard it here first. Yeah, there's a few TED Talks. Uh, this is exclusive, honey. Um, yeah, a few TED Talks. Um, my friend also done one, um, Earth Walker. So, yeah, I'll send you a few. I'm not very... I'm, I don't want to name check and get their names pronounced wrong. Um, and also the lady who uh, spoke about the angry black woman. I think that was so powerful. Yeah. Just yeah. to... You know, like, I think, you know, as human beings, the most important thing we can be is clever and kind and empathetic. So I have empathy for you and you have empathy for me because, in fact, we are all one. (laughs) One love, one love. What's coming up next for you? Well, I've been a busy bunny. So I'm doing... Um, isolation diaries um, with my friend which is kind of I was approached by a production company um, to kind of document myself in lockdown but if you know me for any length of time I've always documented my life through periods Um, so I'm doing that Um, I'm trying to write my crazy in love which is my um, film by by a biographic film about my experience when I had after the twins I had May and I was unfortunately put in a mental hospital because I went to get some um it was a very stressful time because they pierced her stomach and she was six weeks early so it was very stressful for my husband and you know kind of men bless them so I just wanted somebody to explain to them I said very clearly all I want you to do is explain I've just been cut open my boobs are going, I'm having to breastfeed and pump and all of this weird stuff. And that's all I want you to do. I don't, that's all I want. Just explain to my husband, woman to woman, from woman to man, what your wife is going through, be easy on her. No, they sectioned me. Because I have, or I've been told, do I believe it? Not necessarily, but I've been told 20 odd years ago that I have bipolar disorder. That's a whole other story. So that's for the film. It's kind of a sliding doors 
Erin Brockovich crash, uh, colour purple kind of thing. And then I started up an events company um, for um, corporate events, um, parties, weddings, um, all kinds of weddings, the rainbow weddings. Um, so yeah, if we ever get out of a bubble, if we can ever rave again and hug each other, that's nice. It's coming. It's coming. And then obviously I'm home, I'm a homeschool now. So now I'm a teacher as well and I'm a wife. So that's all a bit of a headache. So then, so then I also invented the Wonder Woman 12 and yes, Kate, you have to 12. Yes. So that was invented for COVID because I think as women, we are kind of getting, bearing the brunt, especially as mothers as well, bearing the brunt of this COVID, you know, all the housework, which I hate doing. I'm not a 50s housewife. So, so the Wonder Woman 12, I've always loved twirling when you were five and you love to twirl and you just feel great and it gives you a bit of a rush. So yeah. And you know, just like I love vintage fashion and style. So if you can, you know, promote like vintage sellers, all the better. Well, I don't know about vintage, but I've got a Kemi Telford skirt on. It's pure leopard print. So I'm going to do my my twirl in that. So what's the what's the how can people get involved in the twirl Wonder Woman twirl? Yeah, all you just need to do is hashtag Wonder Woman twirl, Wonder Woman twirl challenge, Wonder Women twirl, and just message me, and then I'll post it. Amazing. It's just making my life so bright, and it just makes everybody feel good. It's like a power stance. Yes, it is. I love that. We We do. Yes, we used to need it as well. Um, (laughs) Right, thank you so much. I'm going to share all the links onto the podcast. This will be going out, and I am so glad that I get to share your gorgeous voice because I love you so much. Thank you so much for coming onto the show, Jade. Heart shaped hands. Thank you for tuning in to the Practical Magic Podcast this week with me, Kate Taylor. If you do enjoy the shows, do head on over to iTunes and hit that subscribe button. That means that every time there's fresh Practical Magic content, it will get delivered straight to your devices. You do not need to do a thing. And if you have enjoyed this episode or any of the other previous episodes, do head over to iTunes, hit the old star ratings and maybe leave a little comment as well. It really helps to connect to other listeners out there who are in for a big, bold, beautiful life.